Hey, Seattle hockey fans, our team, the Seattle Kraken, they are getting some much-needed rest. They are getting in some much-needed team building while they are still on the road ahead of their last preseason game. But the show must go on. So we're going to talk about Riker Evans and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We're also going to talk uh, about John Hayden and him and a few other players trying to make this Seattle Kraken roster. And we will close the episode talking about some Seattle sports teams headed to the postseason, where, of course, we eventually want to be. This is your Wednesday edition of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. Been with you here since the beginning of the show. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Of course, you can listen wherever you find your audio podcasts, as well as on YouTube. We're looking to get that community activation. So if this show resonates with you subscribe on youtube and make sure you hit that notification bell so you know when we post so let's give you the value that you came for though listening to locked on kraken i spoke yesterday about players that had been reassigned to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We're going to go over some of those players that we did see in Seattle Kraken training camp, but we're going to start with Riker Evans. Now, Riker Evans did get to play with Seattle on the roster as the Seattle Kraken ultimately fell to the Calgary Flames, but that was essentially a home game for him. He talked a little bit to media, and again, this is where you can head to our YouTube channel to see that clip, but he talked to media and said that he really didn't know how to go about getting the tickets. It was something that wasn't really made available to him um, until the day of the game. But that being said, his family, they have season tickets. They were able to figure it out. So he did have a good contingency on hand to see him play in what ultimately was his last uh, preseason game with the Seattle Kraken. Riker Evans will go to the AHL. A lot of people were impressed with Riker, myself included, I think, in that first game in particular he showed that he wants to have a big body and you know uh really mix it up as a defenseman i think again seattle they need some improvement on defense that being said this is the right move give riker evans a chance to get comfortable to get acclimated to build up his strength and his speed and i think we'll see good things from riker evans so it, although he did talk to media again, you can check that out on our YouTube page. He did talk to media about his goal being to make the club. This doesn't mean that it's over. Of course, he's going to be with the AHL might be one of the players that we see called up uh, from time to time. Injuries happen, all kinds of things happen. So we'll see what happens with Riker. But overall, I'm with a lot of other people saying this is the right move for Riker Evans. Um, so again, he will join a few other people that we've seen in Seattle Kraken training camp who now will be assigned to the Coachella Valley 
Firebird. So let's take a look at some of those names, at some of those people um, that we're going to see in Coachella Valley. Some of them we've talked about on the show because they've been in training camp and in preseason. Some are were signed directly to the AHL. So let's go over that a little bit, taking you over to the Coachella Valley Firebirds on Twitter. Uh, Ty Cartier is someone that we saw play in the preseason. Uh, Luke Henman, we've seen obviously in the last two Seattle Kraken training camps, you have, um, David Cotton, we've talked about on the show. I know we've talked about Andrew Poltrowski, excuse me, Jesper Froden, or Jesper, excuse me, Froden. Uh, I love that they also give the pronunciation guide because I've been butchering some of these names. Uh, Vite Peniman, uh, and uh, that those are your forwards as far as defense names that you might recognize Petro Seppala. We've talked about him before on the show Rafferty. We've they do have Riker Evans on here. Jimmy Schultz. Uh, we talked about just as someone who was given a PTO and we see has been assigned now to the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds and um, Callum Booth, and uh, Shane Starrett are your goalies. Now, of course, that leads us to have a conversation about who will make uh, the Seattle Kraken roster who has not been reassigned or placed on waivers. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But before I leave this conversation about the Coachella Valley Firebirds, I want to remind you that Riker Evans and company, all those names that we've seen in preseason for the Seattle Kraken, they really don't have to travel very far because the Seattle Kraken are hosting the Coachella Valley Firebirds this year. Uh, training camp this preseason and throughout their first handful of games, a la what we saw with Climate Pledge Arena uh, last year. Acrisure is not quite ready for the Coachella Valley Firebirds to move in. So uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but just as a recap, um, the Coachella Valley Firebirds will have their first game in the Pacific Northwest. It will be at Kraken Community Iceplex. They've been hosting their training camp and preseason there on October 21st. So that's coming up in a handful of weeks, a couple of weeks here. Um, then they will get to play at Climate Pledge Arena on the 23rd and then at Angel of the Winds Arena, and then they will uh, close games in the Pacific Northwest, these home games on the 29th, October 29th, um, as they go up against the new Calgary AHL team. So uh, I believe they're the Wranglers or something like that. I think they have a mascot reveal coming so uh yeah that's what we've got uh another thing though i want to show you is again talking about this schedule for uh the coachella valley firebirds again they will be on the road the road warriors kind of like we were last year and they won't get their first home game you can see that in that red they won't get that first home game until december 18th. Um, so it's a it's a long ways coming all of November on the road, first three weeks of December on the road. And that is because Acrisure 
is getting ready for them. So we definitely are going to get back to our Coachella Valley Firebirds Fridays, um, and we'll do a little bit more of that. But since I had Allison Lucan on the show last Friday talking about positionless hockey, also went on a rant about the novelty. People getting sick of us being the new kids on the block. Deal with it. Deal with it. Anyway, uh, that was Friday's show, so I wanted to carve out that space for positionless hockey. So that's why we're talking about the Coachella Valley Firebirds today. And also, again, the Seattle Kraken are taking some time to team build. I hear they're at a a resort uh, just getting in some time that they didn't have last season. So hopefully this will bode well as things like the, the different lines and defensive pairings that we're seeing are starting to gel and build chemistry, but also. Also, everyone's been asking about specialty teams and that power play. How are they going to come? So although they might not focus explicitly on hockey scenarios and schemes, they still get to learn each other and each other's tendencies. And uh, sometimes it's good to have a shorthand with people that you're going to be, you know, battling on the ice with. So uh, we're excited about that. Coming up next, though, John Hayden is one of the many players still on this Seattle Kraken roster fighting for a chance. Uh, Let's learn a little bit more about John Hayden and then take a look at some of the players that are probably those bubble players as we enter the last preseason game that will be on Friday and then get ready for the Seattle Kraken to hit the road against Anaheim and Los Angeles. De Los Kings! That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, let me tell you about Bet Online. As longtime listeners know, Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles, and of course, analysis on every game. You can find the it's information about sports wagering, live betting, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. So even though we know a lot of people are really excitable about football season, we also know the MNHL is right around the corner, folks, and you can find all your odds there. We talked about it. Earlier this week, we talked about it last week, some of the futures bets. Uh, You're going to hear my take on the uh, over-under for how many points and how many wins the Seattle Kraken can get this season. All of that coming from BetOnline. So you can head to BetOnline.net. You can use your mobile device, your tablet, whatever you got, to make sure that you are in the know. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kraken fans, we are back. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. If this is your first time listening, hello. Gracias. Uh, Thank you for joining me here. My name again, Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Network. We are your only daily podcast for your favorite sports team or league or conference. We've got Locked on ACC, Candice. Uh, Cooper does a great job with that show. Um, I used to be a host of the Locked On Women's Basketball Show, so that, of course, is a broad strokes. So check it all out, and we'll tell you a little bit about other Locked On NHL shows that you should definitely be tuning into. But let's get back to it. 
Okay, we're going to talk about our team. That's what we do here on Locked on Kraken. Um, And then a little bit later in the show, we'll talk about some of the other Seattle sports teams. But I want to talk about um, some of the players that we're looking to see how, how they're going to be able to fit into this Seattle Kraken roster. And one of those players I want to talk about is John Hayden. Now, if you listen to the show regularly, you know that we had a clip from John Hayden after that overtime win, and he definitely got a little bit of a reputation for Seattle, but the reputation um, actually established long ago. He's kind of what we heard from the Seattle Times or read from the Seattle Times reporter Jeff Baker. He's kind of a modern enforcer. Uh, I loved this story. I'm going to pull it up for those of you who are watching on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, or if you are watching on YouTube, either way, uh, check the show notes, either the audio platform or YouTube, because I will have this link for you so you can check it out. Uh, So John Hayden uh, dropped the gloves twice in that game against Vancouver also, though, scored a goal. So Jeff takes you into a little bit more about John Hayden. And I loved this because, um, you know, you get to learn a little bit more about his story, uh, about growing up in Denver, then moving to the East Coast. He goes to Yale, uh, study political science. I loved that. I am a poli-sci major. I always say it's a major you can do everything and nothing at the same time. It's just a matter of how you perceive it. So I I love that John Hayden was a poli-sci major. He went to Yale, was a leader there at Yale. Uh, the, the article goes through his time in U.S. development uh, with the development team and um, kind of how Hayden describes his game. Obviously getting into two fights, um, something that was noticeable. Even I talked about it. And for those who listen to the show a lot, you know, I don't even really like talking about hockey fights or just coming from the women's game. It's obviously not something that's a part of that game. So it's not really something I pay much attention to. Same with hits, generally speaking. That being said, there is certainly a time and a place to enforce, if you will. And John Hayden, Prove that he could do that. Um, you know, it was Kempney who got injured in that game. Um, but the article goes on by Jeff Baker to say that, you know, being an enforcer generally, and certainly in the, the case of John Hayden, is more than just putting on hits to do hits. And that's why it's a little bit more of the modern enforcer. Jeff Baker also talks about the lack of physicality in the Seattle Kraken roster in the inaugural season, to which that led a lot of times Jamie Alexiak having to be kind of that modern enforcer whilst also playing some of the best defense on a really difficult, uh, playing some of the best defense on a team that had a really difficult time getting wins. So when you have, and again, Jeff does a great job on this, when you have your best defenseman, you know, going to the box, how is that helping the Seattle Kraken? So could John Hayden be a player that we then see take on this role? I think it's a really interesting idea. Hayden, of course, is uh, is a centerman. He's listed as a centerman for us, so he's not a defenseman. Um, and that also got me thinking, we'll probably talk about this tomorrow, but thinking about Alexiak, and, and we have something over on Locked on NHL, who is our best defenseman? We were asked to put together a list of 
who our best defenseman is so that then we could vote on uh, so so then we could put together a list of among the 32 now teams who is a Norris trophy candidate. Truth be told, I'm not sure if the Seattle Kraken has a Norris trophy candidate. Again, if you listen to the show, you know that this is what keeps me up at night about this roster, that they're not defensively sound enough or not even just sound, uh, which is arguable, but they're not an elite defensive team, uh, you know, going uh, player by player. We're not an elite defensive team. And I do think that's going to be a problem. Anyway, I could, go on and on about that. So we might talk about that either uh, tomorrow, Thursday show, um, or maybe a little bit Friday, maybe both, depending how much of a rant I go on. Anyway, going back to John Hayden. So can he alleviate um, having Alexiak play that role? Um, can he be a player? He likes to be versatile. And that's not necessarily the exact word that Jeff Baker or that Hayden used to describe himself, but it is the language that Dave Haxtell has been using. He was he's been talking a lot about Ryan Donato and his versatility. When Morgan Geeky was out of the lineup, Ryan was double shifting, so he was playing left wing and center. And so could John Hayden have that versatility? Not necessarily in the way that again Ryan Donato or even what we see Yanni Gord do. We've seen McCann shift in and out. Not necessarily as as that, but the versatility of his game, being able to be physical and bring the physicality. Jeff Baker in his piece talks about the Seattle Kraken didn't really have anyone not only to play that enforcer, but also just to get big hits, big body. I talk about that a lot. Who's our big body? Who's going to take that contact, absorb that contact? We also saw Yanni Gord getting into fights for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, it was so uh, hilarious to me because he's always smiling in the middle of everything. But, you know, if that's a role that you feel you need on the team and you don't have it, seeing players like Yanni Gord step, step up, seeing Alexiak obviously step up in that way, can John Hayden fill that role? Well, first, he has to make the roster. So coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to take a look at the roster. And then we'll get you in our What's Kraken and, uh, you know, just Seattle news uh, about some of the teams headed to the postseason and how you can root for Seattle. Hey, thank you as always for listening to Locked on Kraken and making us your first listen of the day. Again, I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. We ended the last segment talking about John Hayden and who we think of and, and how, excuse me, he is a player that's likely on the bubble, going to make tough decisions for Dave Haxel and company when it comes to making final cuts. Again, the last preseason game is Friday. And then on October 12th, we drop the puck for the games that count. We hit the road. We take on Anaheim. And then we uh, take on the Los Angeles Kings before coming to Climate Pledge Arena for our first home game. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but now let's let's talk about this roster. Okay? I'm going to pull up here on the screen in just a bit. You're going to see the uh this was the roster, the active uh training camp roster that we saw um ahead of the Calgary 
Flames game. And so I think there's some players that at this point in time, we can just assume they're with us. Um, you know, they're not going anywhere. And there are other players that we have to see about. And so so we have a unique situation, not necessarily with Matty Beneers, but with Shane Wright. I've said before, if we don't see Shane Wright on this roster, I don't think it's the end of the world. That being said, he can't go to um, he can't go to the AHL. He has to go to the OHL. Just given that agreement, um, you know, uh, he doesn't have enough time, and he's not old enough to go to the AHL and the OHL doesn't want all of their talent poached. So anyway, that's a whole little, the business side of hockey. So the forwards, again, this is before, um, so you'll see Riker Evans on here because this was before um, that was listed. Uh, we also see again how they were acquired here. But um, uh, so Maddie Beneers, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Andre Burakovsky, Ryan Donato. Now Jonas Donskoy is someone that we talked about now. Could he be traded? Do you want to make space? I think it was Jeff, right? Who, a uh, longtime listener, so thankful for the support, also saw that you got your hands on uh, the book recommendation uh, that Allison Lucan made. So love that. Anyway, do we let go of Giannis Donskoy and keep Alexander True? I think Alexander True, and we've talked about this on a pre previous episode. Check the show notes if you want to listen to that episode. We'll have the link for the YouTube episode. Um, but, you know, Alexander True has roots. Uh, him and Bjorkstrand trying to find Danish bakeries, have that connection there. But do we keep him and not utilize him and then he's wasting time so that was a little bit of the question that we asked but Jonas Donskoy I think has a lot to prove as far as one of the players that we got kind of through the expansion draft and that we have to figure out how Jonas Donskoy figures into the equation for this season and beyond so Morgan Geeky we have John Hayden is one of the players that we have to keep an eye on. Carson Coleman. We know we've got McCann. We know we've got shorts. Daniel Sprong went from a PTO to a contract. Now, it is a one-year, two-way contract. So there's no guarantee that he will necessarily be with the Seattle Kraken, but he definitely got elevated from a PTO um, and also had some stuff to prove. After being with this team coming over in the trade, you can see it right here. Um <clears throat> So, well, it's, it says PTO, but we got him at the end of last season with a trade um, and wasn't invited back, you know, just off of that alone. Didn't get a contract off the bat, had to come through. A PTO stands for a professional tryout. So I had to come through a professional tryout. And I do think Sprung showed what he can do for Seattle. Uh, you know, 193, six feet. Come on, that's a that's a big dude. Um, so Alexander True then on the forward end becomes one of those players that we have to figure out what to do. Uh, Donskoy and True, uh, I'm a little bit indifferent about. I've liked what we've seen from John Hayden. I liked what we've seen from Daniel Sprung. So does that mean Carson Coleman? becomes that player that we we send to the firebirds time will tell let's head over to the defenseman will borgen vince dunn we know again uh, as of this recording Riker evans already been reassigned gail flurry uh michael kempney uh adam larson jamie alexiak carson 
or Carson Soucy and Justin Schultz. Again, I want to talk about defense a little bit more uh, later in the week. I've taken a look at some of the numbers and who we think might be our best defenseman versus who actually is our best defenseman. That goes back to a conversation I've had with Allison Lucan. How do you even measure defense? How do you measure someone being successful at something not happening? Um, to kind of summarize what Allison talks about. It's, it's difficult. That being said, I have my own personal opinions, and of course, so does everyone else, but ultimately it only matters what the Seattle Kraken think is effective defense. So uh, Vince done. I think that's a, we're going to see Vince, Kempney, Larson, Alexiak, Schultz. Um, pretty, pretty confident. Um, Seuss as well. Uh, again, we'll talk about some of those numbers. So Borgen Flurry. If we had to get rid of a, a defenseman, I don't know. Let's see. I um I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Joey Decord, Chris Drieger, Philip Grubauer, and Martin Jones are our goaltenders. I I I'm you know, I loved the YouTube comments. I think uh, the consensus was y'all thought I was a little bit too easy on Martin Jones after his performance. I think that's valid. I have a, a difficult time being critical of goalies who let shots in from distance because I think that's a skilled shot. I saw the comments. Yeah, you want folks to shoot from the point. And I get that. Totally get that. My point though about shooting from point is that I think Seattle, um, maybe I'm thinking about this. Like I think about it in basketball. If you know, someone can shoot a three pointer and you let them shoot the three pointer. Are you really playing defense? Are you really playing defense? There's a way to not expose if you want to be compact. There's a way, and it's a balance, but there's a way of fronting, uh, again, maybe more of a basketball term, but there's a way of making that shot difficult as opposed to giving the shot up. You, traditionally speaking, if you're going to keep it compact, you're going to do that against players or teams that you don't feel have accurate shooting. In that game against Calgary, they were clinical at times from distance. And again, I I think you have to put some respect on that. How much of that could Martin Jones stop? See, this is where my analysis, I have a difficult time being critical of a goalie because I think that is an extremely hard thing to do when someone is full wind-up, slap shot from distance, bodies in front of you, tracking that puck, uh, and making the save. I, I think that is extremely difficult. And I um, commend goalies who can do it because I just am in awe. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Anyway, enough about Martin Jones. Let's let's take a look here. I don't know why I decided to be dramatic and put my glasses on, knowing I was going to take them off because I don't like the glare. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Joey Decord, I think, is the pretty obvious answer here. We already know what Drieger's situation is. Um, it's going to be Grubauer and Jones. I, until yesterday, and mostly until your comments yesterday, was okay with Martin Jones and what he was doing. I think he's really great up close. 
maybe someone commented he needs some uh, corrective eyewear. I don't know, but um, again, I personally have a really tough time gauging how much of that is just the skill of the other team, how much of that is the defensive breakdown or shielding in front, or how much of that is just a goalie that probably wants them back. I think, um, you know, if you didn't see it, you just didn't see it. I think it's different when you saw it uh, or at least your positioning was good enough where then it hits you. But if someone snipes it by you, I don't know. I just have trouble. I have trouble being critical of, of goalies in those particular situations. Um, anyway, that was a, a little bit of a, that was a little mini rant, huh? A little mini rant that I had here. So you took a look at the roster. You know, there's a, still some trimming that needs to be done. I'd like to see Hayden. I'd like to see Hayden. I'm indifferent about Alexander True right now, at least. Uh, I think Daniel Sprung has earned his keep. Um, and again, Joey Decor just seems like the the answer there. Uh, gets his time, and then and then we go from there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. But we're going to close out this show, as I mentioned, talking about Seattle sports teams. So I know a lot of people are focused on the Mariners after 21 years, finally back into the playoffs. They will take on the, I almost said Maple Leafs, they will take on the Toronto Blue Jays in the wild card, American League wild card. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. One and two at Rogers Center are the Mariners, but they are perfect 4-0 when playing the Toronto Blue Jays at home. One of those home games, our draft pick from our top draft pick from this year, Shane Wright, got to take on, got to see the Mariners take on the Toronto Blue Jays, his home squad. He said at the time after the draft that he was all in on Seattle. But now we're in the postseason. Has that changed? Inquiring minds would like to know. I really hope someone asks Shane Wright who he's rooting for in this AL wild card. And who are you rooting for? I have an idea, but you never want to assume. Everyone's loyalties are a little bit different. I love the Seattle Kraken, uh, but I am a New York Mets fan. So that's who I will be rooting for in postseason. But also I'm an NL. I, I love the National League, although the love has dwindled a little bit. Now there's really no differentiation between the American League and National League. That's a whole nother. Maybe I'll get Ty Dane Gonzalez and Colby in here. We'll talk about that. Listen to Locked on Mariners if you're not already. But also, if you want to watch party, there will be some at T-Mobile Park. This is going to be awesome. You can watch the series, the wild card series. Uh, they uh, have ticket information, um, you know, open main level seating obviously the concessions and you get to watch it on the large screen. I think that's awesome. Uh, I kind of wish I was out there uh, so I could take this in. I was there while the Mariners were trying to make their push for the postseason last year. And I went to one of the last regular season games before like everyone started coming to the games. It was magical. Love taking in games at T-Mobile park must be awesome to watch the road game um, in the big 
you know, in the big ballpark. So check that out. That's going to be our show. We'll talk a little bit about who is our best defenseman later this week. Again, we are your daily podcast for all things Seattle Kraken. As we like to say here, take care of yourself and take care of each other. We're going to hold fast. We're going to stay true. We're going to rest and relax just like our team. And come Friday, it's all let's go Kraken. I'll catch you on the next episode.